promise my God to be the greatest. Welcome to another episode of Third Eye Podcast, the podcast that is dedicated to creating open dialogue and conversation regarding any and all difficult topics. I am your host, Marcus Callahan, and thank you for joining me. Wow, what an amazing, crazy, fun ride it has been this season on Third Eye Podcast. We have finally reached the season finale for season two. And before we get started, I just want to say thank you to everyone who has continued to listen and who has supported me throughout this journey. It it means the absolute world to me. Um, for today's conversation, we are going to be having a, t- uh, a very difficult conversation that a lot of people aren't really willing to have. Uh, and it's one that's much needed in today's society. So for this topic I have with me returning Mr. Dean aka Sham my cousin I also have my cousin making his debut Harrell and my brother-in-law also making his debut on this podcast Tyler so without further ado let's go ahead and get into this conversation about mental health within the men's community welcome to third eye podcast gentlemen I appreciate y'all being here what's going on Glad to be on. Cool, cool. So for the season finale of season two, I wanted to have a nice, thorough conversation about mental health in the men's community or lack thereof. Definitely emphasis on the lack thereof. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it usually stems from how you were raised, uh, Harrell, you and I, you know, our, our dads didn't really speak much. No. You know, and I have noticed in my adult life that that has kind of carried over to me and I'm trying to change that. I just actually uh, talked to my girl right now and she said something about, you really don't like affection, do you? And I was like, it's not that I don't like affection. It's just how I was raised. I was right. like, we don't, we didn't show affection like that. We don't, we didn't touch, we didn't hug all the time. You know, like our affection was through words and, and action. Mm-hmm. The things that we did showed what our affection was. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't normal or what a normal family would do. So, and right. I had to explain it to her just now. I, I get that, man. I, uh, I've had this conversation with Amanda too, because I noticed that when her and Tyler on the phone or whenever she's on the phone with anyone or her family, before they end the call, it's always, I love you. And you know, we didn't grow up that way. Mm-hmm. So I try to now when I'm ending calls or whenever, just let people know that, Hey, I love you just for my own mental health, you know? Right. Right. Uh, growing up, I mean, we're all men now, right? Right. And we see the things that are happening in the world. I want to ask you all individually, on a scale of 10, how are you doing mentally? Tyler? Uh, if I'm being honest, I mean, I've been doing a lot of, a lot of self-reflection. And Sam and I have been doing a lot of, like, uh, digging deep and looking back on uh, our childhood and, and 
things that you thought were normal that once you start talking to other people and they start giving you those crazy eyes, you're like, oh shit, like this isn't normal. And then you start realizing certain things that are, you know, toxic behavior and things that cause other issues down the line that, that get ingrained into you that then kind of perpetuates that cycle, you know? And so because I've been doing that, I'd probably say like a, a eight, an eight out of 10, but before that, probably close to a four or five. All right. Sam, what about you? I'm somewhere at a six or seven. Um, going into like what you, you and Harrell were just talking about, like, as you already know, my dad talked a lot. Uh, but it wasn't so much talking. It was like, it was, it was lecturing, you know. Um, <laughs> and that, that, had a, that had a lot of effect on us because, you know, we kind of saw a lot of things. It's like being a chore mm-hmm. rather than like looking at it like, uh, directly like he always told us that he loved us and he always told us to tell each other that we love each other um, yeah. but it was so formulaic right that we didn't look at it like we looked at it the same way as you guys looked at it too um because of that you know as opposed to looking at it as um more of an emotional thing right so I'm kind of in that strange middle ground, whereas like I understand uh, the sentiment, but I also understand that, at least from a man's perspective, it's more about action. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's about what you do, not what you say. And, you know, um, actually setting the example. But I say I'm about a six or seven. <laughs> yeah. For sure, for sure. Rails. Um, man, I within the last couple of years, because uh, I'm older than all you guys. And, right. um, you know, I honestly feel like I'm at a nine because I understand who I am these days. I'm not chasing anything, you know. Um, I know who I am. I know who I fit around. And I know who loves me, you know. So I'm definitely at a nine just because I understand who I am and I love myself. The, the, the part that I'm missing is that I do still have dark thoughts. Like if anybody knows, especially you, Marcus, like I had anger issues growing up. Mm-hmm. I was always fighting. I was always angry for some reason. And I still have those thoughts, you know, like, I mean, we won't get too detailed with it. You know what I'm saying? But it's right. like, what can I do to fight that, that, you know, that last part of the 10 to get to 10. But other than that, like, I understand myself and I know how to suppress that side of me. So. For sure, for sure. Side, sidebar real quick. Uh, Reese got into a fight last week at uh, Andrew's house with a, a bigger kid. And uh, he was very upset and emotional, right? Rightfully so. Uh, and I guess some of the other children were, were making fun of him because he was crying. And I was like, uh, especially his cousins, I was like, do you know, I know a guy when I was growing up who would cry the entire time he was fighting. And he whooped everyone's ass. So that always. <laughs> 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 They're like, who? I was like, Uncle Horrell. And they were like, no. I was like, yeah. 
but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, back to back to the mental health. I am. I would have to say I'm probably about a, out of seven simply because of all of the people that we have lost this year and last yeah. year, you know, it's, it's yeah. a take, especially Dylan, like it still messes with me. No. Yeah, for sure. Um, but my family's healthy and, you know, I am blessed beyond I, what I could ever imagine. I have more than I thought I would at this age. Mm-hmm. So Overall, I'm at, I'm at a seven. Right. And, you know, talking about growing up, you know, like we, we grew up in the same neighborhood as Tyler mm-hmm. and we used to spend time with their family and we knew like how different it was between all of us. Right. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like we would spend time in his house. They ate a certain way. They ate at a certain time. You know, and the mannerism was different, but we understood to respect that mm-hmm. when we were at that house, you know? Even when we went to Sham's house all the time, like we couldn't stay at nobody else's house like overnight. But when we went to Sham's house, that was what it was. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> and you could tell between the, the, the different upbringing as our fathers, like like he said, Uncle Sham was like, yo, like y'all don't never play on the opposite team. Like y'all always a team. Mm-hmm. You always It's all love. You know what I'm saying? Our, our father, me and Marcus' father never told us that. Right. But, Uncle Sham would tell us that every time we go over, hey, y'all, y'all won. Y'all stick together all the time, never play against each other, and you love each other. You come home together, you know what I'm saying? You ride together, period. Um, and that was that was crazy. You see mm-hmm. a difference within fuck eight hours. <laughs> you know, like right? you order for eight hours and you see how different it is. So Yeah, man. I you know, Sham and I, you and I used to joke all the time about your dad lecturing us, but he taught us some good lessons. Oh yeah. 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 I never, I never take away from that. No. No, he, he taught us some, some things. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, like Harrell said, that was, that was a big one. And that's something that I try to instill in my boys now, like stick together. Cause at the end yeah. of the day, when y'all are out there, none of your friends going to have your back. Like your brother got your back. Right. And y'all, y'all need to be there for each other. Oh man, it's good to see y'all faces though. I, I say that. <laughs> Absolutely. I, yeah, well, I, yeah. I know, man. I've been uh I think I've been I see the for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a good minute. It's been a good yeah, minute. Been seen... Yeah. So uh we all know that there's there's a bit of a stigma around men and when it comes to mental health. Why do you think men in general have such a hard time opening up to other men? Taking turns or whoever want to hop in. Uh, I mean, everything comes down to conditioning. That's, that's just me. You know, like we have this facade as men is to be the alpha male, you know, leading all the time. And it's not always like that. You know what I'm saying? And then leading, especially like when we talk about alpha males, alpha wolves, they don't lead by, you know, they actually walk in the back of the pack and they watch, they watch, make sure that everybody else is doing good. So it just depends on how you think about it. Like who, how are you conditioned as a male to think about that? Okay. 
What's I your think, um, it's actually strange because like you you know I like um, mostly enjoy the company of women. I have a lot of female friends, but uh, over the years I've actually learned and felt more comfortable uh, open up to other men about things because you know I feel like we're the only ones that really understand each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also feel uh, there's a limit, right? You know, it's not about don't ever cry, just know when to cry and, you know, know when to express emotion. Uh, and that's something that uh, I've always had kind of instilled in me over the years. Uh, but I'm learning more to just like, you know, when to express that emotion, when to talk. And for the most part, you know, I, <laughs> I started acting more macho around like, you know, women rather than men. Um, so it's, uh, it's kind of the opposite for me where like, I'm actually more open uh, talking to other men about what's going on. Cause I feel like, you know, we can understand each other, you know, we can understand where we're coming from. Uh, we can understand those emotions, you know, um, why we're hiding those emotions and why we don't talk about that stuff and uh, when to talk about it too. Okay, for sure. Ty, what's up? Uh, you know, it's crazy. So I actually have a, a perfect story for, for this mental health discussion. And it happened back in February. So, you know, I'm at work and back in February, Texas had these crazy winter storms. Uh, we, you know, got inches and inches of snow, powers yeah. out across most of the state. Yeah, I, I we, we, we heard. It was all over the news. We heard. And so, you know, I work in, in apartment maintenance. And so everyone in my building and the other buildings that I'm in charge of, they're all calling. We're out of power, we're out of power. And then with the freezes, you know, sprinkler lines were breaking and people's apartments were flooding water. And, you know, I was working like 70, 80 hours a week. So I had multiple pay periods where I had, you know, 40 to 60 hours of overtime. And, you know, I was holding together, holding together. and and then one day I came home, it was like 3 a.m. And I just fucking, I lost it, you know. Like, it just came apart, started bawling, you know. And, you know, I was talking to, to Sam, and I was like, you know, I said, I'm working so much these past few weeks. I haven't been here. You know, I'm getting short, and, you know, I haven't seen the kids. And then I'm like, oh, what if the kids don't think I care about them because I'm not here? And, you know, all these 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 questions that you don't ever express to anybody, you kind of just hold it all in and hold it together. Mm-hmm. And then it just comes to a head eventually. And then it kind of just all comes out. And I feel like that's the biggest issue is is we don't have those those vents. You know, we're not like a, a tea kettle that fucking can blow off steam whenever. Right. And, you know, that's the problem is that the people that can't hold it together. And they don't have somewhere to, to vent or, you know, to break down, then that leads them to, to darker areas or to do, you know, things that they wouldn't normally do. So it was just, it was nice to be able to break down, you know, with my wife and have her like be there for me and, and not judge me or, you know, think I was yeah. crying or, or anything like that. So it, it was, that was a real eye opener for me. Um, because it changed my perspective on like, oh shit, like it's okay to to break down or express feelings or whatnot. So it, it was a real eye opener at that point, and that's kind of when we started doing this whole like self look 
and talking and whatnot. That is cool. You think about the male, like uh, like I was saying about the conditioning, like you you don't share, like some people don't, some men don't share because of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. You know, they open up, if they, they feel like if they open up, they feel like they're going to be vulnerable to showing their weakness, you know? And that's something that a male, like I speak about the alpha male, doesn't want to be, you know, jeopardized. Right. Because then he loses that masculinity that he thinks that he needs to withhold. So. To speak on that, like, uh, I actually had a similar um, situation this month. Uh, As you guys know, my grandma on my dad's uh, side of the family passed. Right, right. Um, I actually had a lot of other stuff going on this month as well. Uh, one of the animators that is working on my project, you know, me and him really close. Uh, but I've been talking with him for months, months on end. Um, and his father passed this month, too. And that's been a, just a long, long battle. You know, I've been talking with him, talking him through it all the way up until this point. And I, you know, uh, try to be there form as much as possible during that and that was a lot I didn't have I didn't have the time to talk about it because this month in particular you know I'm building my business and um I just had I had to find new animators I had to find uh, you know hire people uh, I had a, a few games that I had tests for other companies you know um just a bunch of stuff just came just came piling down this month and I didn't have any time to process anything that happened at the beginning of the month. Uh, of course, you know, um, we celebrate the new year's around this time and, uh, anniversary with uh, the wife, you know, everything, everything just this month, just piling down. And, um, I was talking to, um, Richard, you know, he's a good friend of mine, you know, me, me and him stream every Monday, you know, I stream on his channel and I play with him all the time. And Monday came around and I was like, all right, I'm just, I'm just ready to play games, you know, uh, get all that, that energy out and just uh, play games. And, you know, I was telling him a little bit of what was going on. He's like, you know what, man, we're not going to stream today. It's not like you need to talk. And we ended up talking for hours about everything that was going on. And um, I won't say that I broke down or anything, but I did get a lot off my chest that I just, I didn't have any time to talk about a process. Um, in that time. And, um, and it's funny because I, it actually led me to like finally deciding, okay, I got to stop this. I got to hire people and I hired them on. Um, and that's when you came and came to me about the podcast being under the uh, company and stuff too. And I'm like, well, how is this coming together now? Um, but it makes me think though, like maybe we need to just have, you know, even if it's a, like a monthly thing, just uh, a month, like one time, come together and meet up and just catch up and, and talk, you know, cause we don't have, especially, you know, when you're a father um, and a husband you're or working. yeah, you're working, just, yep. yeah, you're just working insane hours. Cause I, I know how that feels Tyler. When I was working CES 70 hours in the week, you're, you're never home. Mm-hmm. You, you get up early in the morning, you go straight to work, you come home, the kids are asleep already. And you know, at best, you get to talk with your wife a little bit. 
take a shower, sleep for a few hours, and you're back to work. Go again. back up. And that is just straight like that for weeks on end, um, especially during those big shows. And and yeah, so I, I know I know exactly how that feels. You don't even in that particular time, you don't have time to process anything. Mm -hmm. um, no thoughts, all those thoughts that come in your head, you know, they're just kind of stacking and sitting in the back of your brain that entire time until you, uh, until you sit down and talk about it. So I, I think like just having more platforms for us to kind of vent and talk with each other, even if it's private, is important. Right. Absolutely, man. That's definitely important. Um, like I know to say safe place is or safe space is kind of taboo. No one wants to hear that, but you have to have a, a place where you can go where you can unload and be vulnerable. So Ty, I'm, I'm, gl I'm glad you were able to do that with Sam. You know, Sam, I'm glad you were able to do that with your friend. Um, myself, I had an incident. And Tyler and Sam knows, I don't know if you know about this, Harrell. Uh, but I had an incident at work one night. Uh, responded to a domestic abuse call with uh, another officer. I was at another site. And, you know, it got out of hand and I ended up with a gun against my head. Yeah. Uh, and then that same very night, I responded to another call and I walked in on a suicide. So needless to say that it definitely fucked with me. Um, messing with me now. So, so much so that I, I quit the job. And uh, I was out of work for almost a month. Just trying to trying to survive and so much of men's self-worth comes with being able to provide yeah you know for for a while i felt like, like what the hell am i doing like i should have stayed where i was you know i got a family to feed uh -huh. but it was nice to have amanda there who i could talk to and be open and honest and vulnerable with and for her to reassure <laughs> me that hey you know you did the right thing like that that little job is not worth your life. Dangerous job. Yeah. You know. So definitely having someone you can come home to and talk to. And even if you don't have that, having someone you can reach out to and, and speak to is definitely important. See, we're talking about mental health. You got me over here mental right now. <laughs> <laughs> Just being the older dude growing up trying to protect you you were telling me something like that man got me riled up man. yeah man it was definitely definitely the most scariest <laughs> moment of my life other than when i first held malachi for the first time but that's still yeah. nothing yeah. as terrifying as when an, another life is in your hands and that's crazy you guys are all you guys are all fathers and i'm i'm not and uh, i mean i love kids i absolutely love kids but every time I think about being in an ER or like, you know, in the pregnancy room, like I feel like I'll pass out. I would pass like every time. I'm like, yo, <laughs> my child's coming out of that, that portal of life right now. I'm about to pass out. And you guys are great fathers. I just want to let y'all know that. All thanks. Thank I appreciate you. that, man. Yeah. So I tell you, man, it's uh it's a strange feeling the first the first time. Uh but I think it's a lot different 
than if you were to see somebody else's kid, mm-hmm. somebody else, um, somebody else sitting there other than the person you're having um, the child with. Mm-hmm. It's a completely different feeling. I thought the same thing. I thought, man, I don't know if I can, <laughs> I don't know if I could be up in there. But I'm like, no, nah, I got to be up in there. That's my kid. And, and yeah, it's a different, it's just a different feeling, man. Yeah. Like you, get, man. you get, you get that feeling in your brain and you're like, oh, okay, this is all right. I could, I, I could, I could sit through this. <laughs> That's crazy. What about your first, Tyler? Like, how do you feel? My first was a little unorthodox. <laughs> uh, so it wasn't par for the course, as you would say. But it was it was pretty crazy. Uh, I mean, relations with the you know my wife now and you know her parents were were not the best, so it was kind of kind of a unique situation. But it worked out, and you know it it was awesome. I mean, and we went on to have three more kids, and you know I love all of them to death, and you know, I work my ass off to make sure they got everything they need. So it's it's really awesome, and. It, you know, it's it's one of those like you know you have these people looking up to you, and you start to see things in them as they get older. Because Mollus is eleven now, and you know you start to see some of yourself in them, you know, good and bad. And so then that even that just puts it in your face. You know, when you try to hide, you know, your mental health or your toxic traits or or anything like that. Once you start imposing that on your kids and you start to see them getting affected by it and adapting those toxic traits. That's, that's where the real fucking the pain hits. Cause then you're like, shit, like that's my fault, you know? And then, so now that was a real, real push for me to be like, okay. You know, cause my parent, like when I was growing up, my biggest thing was my parents yelled all the time. Like they were screaming at each other almost every single day. And, uh, you know, and so I was never like a yeller as a kid, you know, I was always quiet, you know, keep the peace and whatever. And, but now I find myself really short tempered and, you know, I used to yell a lot, but once I started to see how it was affecting them, you know, I'm like, okay, like, obviously this is an issue. I got to I got to see what the cut, like what's going on. And, you know, Sam and I have talked and, you know, even though like I'm the man of the house or the one in charge or the role model or whatever, like I, I was like, hey, I said, you know, if you see me starting to get a little riled up or like, you know, losing my shit, like just tell me, you know, tag me out and you know, and I'll go calm down. And, you know, I've done a lot of research on like, that's you amazing. Know, when you start to get angry, like, what do you do? Like. Mm-hmm. why are you angry you know and what do you do to calm down and you know it's helped a lot like you know i don't fucking yell anymore ever and you know the kids they're doing better and you know you can if you catch it early enough and you are willing to acknowledge the fact that you have flaws and you can fix them then you can fix and break that chain and that was my biggest thing it's like i didn't want to fucking be a cog in the wheel to continue this negative shit so Absolutely, man. That's a that's a, a big thing, especially in in the men's community, is breaking that generational trauma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's a, it's really hard for a, a lot of people to do because they don't have the right 
support system around them to do so. Yeah. Right. Uh, one thing that I have noticed with my children, I, I barely spanked them. I haven't, I haven't laid a hand on them in I don't know how long, mm-hmm. but I had noticed that when I would, it would be a, as a response for my anger. It wasn't for their discipline. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I had to check myself and like, you know, that's, that's not okay. Right. Cause you know, I, you know, people, they joke all the time about, you know, well, I got, I got my ass beat when I was a child. I turned out okay. But did you really? But but did you really? Right. Right. And, you know, I don't, I don't (laughs) fault our parents at all, you know, yeah. just because we were raised a certain way, doesn't mean we have to raise our children that way. Mm -hmm. I mean, growing up, you know, um, you know, we, we lived together, Marcus, and right. we had, we had that advantage of having two different males in the house and seeing the difference of how they handled situations. Um, and you actually, like, I could, I could tell you, you know, like, like you talked about, like you lash out out of anger, like you're, you're not doing it for the discipline. It was on anger. And I can say that I could see the difference in both of those. You know what I'm saying? I've had, I've, I feel I've had ass opens off of anger and I've had ass opens off of discipline. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and that's good that you had caught that. You know what I'm saying? Like, am I doing this for them or am I doing this for myself? Right. It's, it's never easy to, to look yourself in the mirror and be like, how am I fucking up? Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's important for you to be able to do to do that for yourself. But it's also important for you to have people in your life who can do that, too. And I feel like each every each and every one of you can look at me and be like, yo, you fucking up. You need to you need to, you know, and I appreciate you guys for that. You know, I'm going to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like my uh, my situation is a bit complex because um, as of, you know, my father lectured you know he didn't mm-hmm. really he didn't really whoop us like he like i i remember a handful of whoopings and like my parents deny it now but i'm like it's you know i i don't really feel like any of those were ever out of anger they were all out of you know punishment um but the one thing i did notice though um whereas i had a handful my sister had less my brother had practically none when growing up and I noticed their behavior by comparison coming up. I'm like, mm-hmm. man, I don't want to see that. So I kind of molded my mind that, in that way. But I ran into that same issue where it's like, am I, am I like spanking them or even punishing them because it's something worth that? Or is it because I'm just mad or right. frustrated? And that's where I really started to dial back. I'm like, okay, you know what? I need to just like start assessing the situation because um, it's the same thing with their their mother uh, where, you know, I've had to sit down with her and be like, okay, you need to relax well because she used to be scolded a lot uh, by her parents and it had a very heavy um, effect on her mental. So she doesn't understand a lot of things um when it comes down to that 
you know, that anger. And, you know, I sit her down and I'm like, okay, look, we, we both got to just kind of sit back and assess the situation more, you know, try not to yell as much, you know, just look at, you know, what's going on, you know, and we've been working on that a lot lately. And yeah, just, it, I think it was more for me molded by seeing my brother and sister and how they came up and all the stuff that they got into as they got older. Cause I didn't get into a lot of stuff. You guys already know, like I didn't really get into much. I was pretty much inside most of the time, you know, when I did go outside, I may have gotten into a little bit here and there, but you know, having my parents talk to me um, and even having those handfuls full of, you know, spankings mm-hmm. kind of molded me to like not do stuff. You know, mm-hmm. like I like, yeah, I don't want to, <laughs> I ain't trying to get spent uh, doing all that, you know, so that kept me out of trouble, whereas it didn't really keep them out of trouble because they didn't have any, uh, like, didn't have as much discipline. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, we experienced that, right, Marcus? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the younger ones. Yeah. And, you, and like Sham said, like, I've never seen Uncle Sham get physical. Never. Yeah, never. Um, Never. And and um, with our parents, it wasn't it wasn't that they were taking frustration out on us. Like, I don't want anybody to get it twisted. Like, right. You know, there was that anger behind it, but it was it was more like not because they were trying to get that but like that frustration out of them. Like they wanted to get, you know, pent up anger out of them. It was more of like, why am I failing them? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like it was frustration out of us. Like why can't I get this through his head? It's not because, oh, I need to get this anger out of me. I'm just, you know, knock it out of him. No, it's a different type of, you know, anger, you know what I'm saying? Then, like I said, there's that discipline as well. So. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, there's definitely a difference between spanking for discipline and then spanking out of your anger. Yeah. You know, and I think a lot of a lot of times when you hear the talk of, around spanking children, when people are talking about, you know, their past, a lot of it is, you know, because they were being spanked out of anger. Mm. I always hear like so much like people like making jokes when they make jokes, they, they talk about stuff. And I'm like, man, I don't think that was like. <laughs> I don't think that was punishment, bro. That was abuse. That was straight up like y'all. <laughs> right. Y'all be right. talking about. I'm like, hold on, man. Right. Look, the worst that I got was a belt on my butt or my leg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can honestly tell you, I I deserved every ass whooping I ever got. <laughs> I was a problem child. Y'all know that. Like I was a problem child, and I deserved every last one of them I got. I put my parents in bad situations. So right. And my and my siblings. Say, <laughs> say I was I was usually I was usually right there with him. Right there with me because of me, you know. Yeah. And Mark got that because of me. So you you reflect on it, you think about it, like you know, I think that's the difference. Like if it's, if it was something that was out of anger or some of these other stories that we'd be hearing, like when yeah, you know what it means like yeah. no, nah, I, I think we would have been like, okay, no, nah, that was not <laughs> like bro, you didn't even do nothing. Right. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> oh man shout out shout out to to, to our parents though yeah they, sure. they did the best they could sure yeah i mean i mean when parent, you look at your parents and what they do 
praising you and you know the negative things that you can point out and pick out here and there it's like like we're doing you know sham market like we're just doing the best we can with what we learned and what we know right and that's you know and yeah like there's some shit that they could have done different or whatever but like they did the best they could with what they had you know and all we can do is look at that and say okay i'm gonna do the best i can with what i have and I mean, with all the technology and research and, you know, all this stuff progressing so much faster, it's like we have more resources to, to fix things faster or catch things here and there or, oh, this was bad, so let me do this. You know, they just like, okay, this is how I was raised. I'm okay. This is what I'm going to do. Like it or not, like my house, my rules, you know. And we have more more fluidity with how we can parent our kids uh, because of how fast things change. You know, how fast we can see and recognize different things. Like, a big thing is, you know, oh, these young kids don't go outside anymore. They just sit and stare at screens. Like, but yet they're playing online with their friends. Like, you know, they don't go out in the, in the woods and poke bears with sticks because, like, there's technology now that how they hang out with their friends is different. They're still social right. doing everything. And so it's like, you know, things are dangerous. Got to adapt and, you know, my parents, you know, when it comes to the whole spanking thing, like, I think I got spanked like, one time as a kid, you know, and my parents always say, oh, you were the good kid, whatever, like, what, like, that, I hate when they say that, because, like, you're putting someone in a box, you know, that they have to, like, live up to a certain expectation, you know, you are this person, and so, like, when you're told that at a young age, then it's like, okay, that's who I am, that's who I have to be, and then, you know, come 25, 30, and you're having, like, who am I? Because, like, that was just who I had to be. Then, you know, it changes things. So, um, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I my thought, yeah. No, I, I get what you're saying. Like, I, I feel that same way. Like, and I'm learning a lot with my kids. You know, every single one of them react differently to different things. You know, um, and I try, yeah, I try myself not to say like, oh, this one's probably like I try to do that because um, even with my brother and sister, you know, it took them longer to get to a certain point of like growing up and stuff. But they did change mm -hmm. uh, over time. And I'm seeing that with my kids as well. Some of them take a little bit longer to come around on mm -hmm. certain, you know, certain things, whereas other ones they're just like it's like that. You know, I don't really have to tell them anything even. Um, whereas like, you know, my boys, you know, they're, they're kind of knuckleheads. <laughs> you know, I got to speak up sometimes. But, um, you know, when my girls, they, they, uh, they come around a little bit faster. Um, but my sons are more hands-on where it's like, you know, if I sit down with them and, and teach them in a more hands-on approach rather than trying to tell them, you know, they learn faster and, I think I honestly feel like uh, like as far as like the technology's influence, I feel like there's a there's kind of a frustration for me because um, you guys know I played games a lot growing yeah. up. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, I had the option to go outside and, yeah. you know, and if I felt like just going outside, I go in the park and I just did that. Right. Whereas now it's a little bit different because nobody's really outside, like parents, adults, kids, nobody's really outside anymore. So, right. and you guys know how it is to be in a neighborhood where you have, you know, adults outside to keep an eye out and, you know, 
mm-hmm. you know, you got something of a community going. People don't interact anymore. No. Um, and, you know, I understand it. Interacting online, absolutely, I understand it. But at the same time, like, it doesn't, it doesn't exactly replace that, that community. And that makes it so much harder to, to take them out because it's like, I don't even know who to trust. You know, yeah, right. even with the, my neighbors and stuff like that. So it's and you know, with the pandemic is even worse now. So um there is a bit of a frustration there for me, like seeing technology have that much of an influence on everything. Yeah. Uh but at the same time, you know, if we if we if we're willing to take advantage of that to uh make changes and stuff like that, it's a lot easier to catch things. Um I mean oh go ahead, sorry. Oh no, my bad. I just reflecting on you and Tyler's story. I mean, you know, there was a progression. You know, we yeah, we were outside all the time, but as soon as gaming came, like Tyler's talking about, you know, his, his kids are interacting with their friends online. Yeah. We're doing the same thing, but we're sitting in the same living room. Mm-hmm. You know right. what I'm saying? So, yeah. but like you said, Sham, like we have the option to sit down and pee on the console, or we go outside and and do our thing. So there's you know, catch twenty twenty there. Or, you know, you can look at it both spectrums in a different way. So yeah. there's that progression. Absolutely. Um, one thing I have noticed in today's society, especially, you know, being in the neighborhood that I am now, and my neighbors are always out. So I talk to them. I know who they are. You know, so I'm comfortable letting the kids go out and play. And, you know, they go out and play all the time. Um. I, however, am a little more hesitant to let them play online because I don't know those people. Yeah. And, you know, Malik is all the time like, can I play online with my friend? Can I, you know, I, I get that you want to be yeah. online with your friends, but it's not just your friends who are online, mm-hmm. you know? So as a parent, it's, I want to let him do those things. Yeah. But bruh, <laughs> isn't it crazy that we we come to the point in life where you know we used to ask if we can go spend a night at our friend's house, and mm-hmm. our parents would say no, like I don't know them. Yep. And now Got it's not even that; it's, it's <laughs> online. Like, yeah, we don't know who's on there, who's influencing these children. Mm-hmm. You know, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy how that comes full circle. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll give full credit to technology though. We do have ways of filtering a lot of stuff now. You know, I have like like about <laughs> 20 apps on my phone that regulates everything. Like my, my two oldest have phones and I just reg- I regulate everything that they're able to, you know, use, you know, any apps or anything like that. You know, um, right. Set the age limit. Can they go online with such and such? You know, I I keep them completely away from social media. Oh, um, you know, so if they want to play online with their cousins and stuff and, you know, they make some friends online, I'm like, all right, cool. But let me see who they are. Cause I, you know, I know about playing online. I know how this person is. I know what kind of, uh, you know, different F-bombs and stuff would probably be being tossed online. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I like it's being able to, um, especially as a gamer, like, know, okay, this is okay. And this probably isn't okay. Um that helps a lot, but like, man, I do, I do miss that aspect of like, like I, I want to get into a neighborhood like yours where like, you know, I, I can just safely, you know, be okay with them going outside and playing. 
and not running into any issues or anxiety about it. Uh, that'd be nice too, to just have a balance of both. That's what we're looking for. Like, as far as finding a house, I'm like, man, we got to find a neighborhood where like, it's a, it's a solid neighborhood and people are actually out and communicating and stuff too. Yeah, that's very true. So before we, before we end this, and I have a feeling it's probably, probably, we could probably talk for days. Yeah. But, but one, one subject that I do want to, want to touch on is, I don't know if you guys remember like a couple years back that Gillette commercial that really focused on, on the whole conversation behind boys will be boys. Look I at think I remember. No, look at Tommy. <laughs> they don't know nothing about no damn Gillette. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Gotta let it grow, man. Oh man, I've been trying. I don't get nowhere. <laughs> trying. It 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 never it never gets past this. Yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah. But, Boys will be boys is something that I know we've all heard. Um, and there was a lot of backlash with that commercial. Um, and it also kind of ties into this whole not all men thing. Like there's a lot of backlash with people who are like, you're saying all men, but not all men do this. And I, I, I get that, but not all men are decent, right? Right. And sometimes boys can be fucking shits. Yeah. As men, it is our job to teach them to be decent human beings. Right? Yeah. And even if even if you don't have children yourself, I mean, my boys look up to you, Harrell. They see they they see you like they have you on like this pedestal like your uncle Harrell. Like so they see your influence, right? Right. How do we go about making sure that they don't fall into that same trap of boys will be boys? We we have to we have to look at boys will be boys as a, a more politically correct term. Humans will be humans. You know, we're we're a species. Mm-hmm. Regardless of female, male, it don't matter. We're just a species, you know. Um, we just have to narrate for them. Try to can't tell them what to do, but we could tell a story and see what page turns, you know. And and lead by example, for sure. Regardless of what era we came from, you still have to lead by example. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. So when I when I'm with the boys, anytime I'm with them, I just try to let them know, like, like, and I told them, like, like Uncle Sham, when I was hanging out when I came out to Delaware and hung out with the boys, you guys went to work. I told Malachi, you're the oldest. I was like, you're gonna walk on the outside of the on the curb near near the near the cars, and your little your young your young brother's gonna be on the right side of you or the left side of you, closer to the park or the other side of the street. You make sure you protect him. He'll protect you one day. 
but you make sure that you always by his side. You know what I'm saying? And I got that from Uncle Shim. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we have to lead by example. And Uncle Sham led by example that way. I've always been older than you guys, and I've always I took that pride in making sure that you guys would be okay. So, and that's just that's how it is. You teach the next oldest person your ways, and just hope they follow suit and lead by example. For sure, for sure. Anything to add, boys? Now, I think that one's a tough one um, for me because, um, as you know. Uh, we've, I think we talked in the previous podcast, you know, it is tough to uh, teach our boys how to navigate in this climate mm-hmm. uh, for, because of, you know, both sides of the argument. You know, uh, when I think of the term boys will be boys, you know, I don't think of like this crazy stuff that is being used for now where, you know, um, they're using it to justify toxic things. It's another, it's another term too, the toxic masculinity thing. I don't like that term because me, I feel like masculinity has nothing to do with anything that's toxic. Mm-hmm. You know, um, maybe machoism is more the thing that they're thinking about rather than uh, masculinity. You know, I don't like to associate masculinity with anything toxic. You know, so like if somebody says something stupid, like, oh, well, men don't drink chocolate milk. That's uh, that's fit. Like, that, that kind of stuff to me is just straight up stupidity. I never think of that as like toxic masculinity. I think it's stupidity. You know, um, because if you're masculine, you don't really care about stupid stuff like that. Um, as far as like teaching the boys, you know, um, when I think of boys being boys, you know, I think of them just, you know, they rough house, you know, because uh, there is a little bit of a difference, you know, between uh, men and women, you know, how we think, how, you know, we go about things. And um, yeah, boys like to rough house a lot. You know, they, they like to they like to fight with each other and they'll be okay. Yep. You know, um, that's kind of the one thing I did notice, you know, um, even with my female friends and stuff, when they get a fight with somebody, it get, gets vicious. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh. No, it's for real. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They don't rough like, house. <laughs> yeah, no, they don't, they don't rough house. They get vicious, man. I'm like, oh, oh, oh hold on. <laughs> uh, you know, we get into a fight or something, we get the energy out and it's done. We're friends yeah. the next day, you know. Um, so I think of that, like when when I think boys uh, will be boys, um, but all that crazy stuff that like like it's being associated with now, and you know, uh, and it's to it's not to a fault of people associating with that. It's because of other people saying that in situations where it's like that's not boys being boys, okay? Uh, boys uh, sexually harassing somebody or being inappropriate. That's not boys being boys. You know, that, that's a, what you just said, boys being shit. That's, yeah, no, we teach them differently from that. You know, it's got, and it's always got to be a standard. You know, that's the thing. Rolling back to my dad, he taught me a lot of things, you know, um, trying not to get too uh, uh, too graphic, but like even if you straight up say, hey, just because your dick is hard doesn't mean you got to do something with it. You know, <laughs> just straight, just, hey, just straight, hey. Off, hey, straight off the cuff. Hey, that's true, though. It's true. Get off the cuff. Hey, handle that. Don't, you know, don't be going to force yourself on uh, women or anything like that. None of that, you know. But straight up, like, I always took that to heart. Like, you know, just can you get urges or, or anything like that? Because it's going to happen, you know, you're, as a boy, you know, you heard boys get raging and stuff, especially a teenager, you know, 
but you got to teach them like straight up, hey, you know, that's going to happen, but you don't, you don't, you don't just act on it because, you know, that's what's going on with you, you know, you don't just act on it. Um, and, you know, we, we're held up to a higher standard because, you know, uh, from a natural standpoint, you know, we are always going to be more um, like physically stronger, you know, um, our, our minds work a certain way. And, you know, obviously there's always the exception to the rule, but as a general, like, you know, we got to speak to that, you know, that responsibility that we have. Um, at the same time, you know, being able to teach them that, okay, hey, it's okay to be vulnerable too. You know, that's one thing um, we even talked about in the last podcast, you know, uh, just because I teach them not to be shitty doesn't mean I'm going to teach them that there aren't going to be other shitty people. You know, right. you got to know how to handle those people and handle those things accordingly. You know, uh, but don't be shitty yourself. You know, you know, hold yourself to a standard. But you know, when you see somebody else falling off that standard, you know, handle it. Handle it, handle your business. Hey, Sham. On a on a <laughs> personal level, since we're talking about this boys will be boys thing, remember I got you that that uh, birthday card. I was just I was just trying to be funny that's it like I wasn't yeah. trying to bully you and, and yeah. you know people will take that as bullying yeah you know how did you how did you respond to that I thought it was I thought it was funny I thought it was funny but like looking back on it like my by how my dad reacted like I know I felt like he was over it up I felt like he was overreacting back then and I, I do kind of still feel like he overreacted to an extent, but I understand where he was coming from too. No, absolutely. There are people that do, like, as you said, they, they bully people that way. So I, I do understand where he was coming from, but I also understand that you were joking and I never yeah. took offense to that. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's just uh, like how we all grew up differently. You know, my dad, mm -hmm. my dad, the way he grew up, if somebody did something like that, that was straight up them telling you, hey, you a punk. You're a punk, and you're a bookie you, or whatever. Yeah, you had to prove yourself right then and there. That's how right. he grew up. Whereas, like, we didn't really grow up like that. You know, nah, we, yeah, it was all we love. Had my business, but it was like, eh, you know, we didn't have that situation where, like, we had too many people testing us in that in that kind of way. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was just a, it was just a different uh, perspective. Because, uh, you know, he, he would bring it up sometimes, too. I'd be like, look, yeah. I, didn't take, I didn't really take offense to that. It was, it was a joke, you know? Um, yeah. I've never, I've never tried <laughs> to shame either one of you. Ne not, yeah. not never one of y'all. Right. You know what I'm saying? And if I was going to try to shame you, it's because I'm catching a football over your head. That's it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm shooting a rock over your face, and I'm going to sink that shit and just look at you. That's the only shaming I ever did. And, and and I just want I wanted to ask you that, Sham, because I it was always on my mind. Like I knew that he over I thought he overreacted, but in in my in my way, when I was looking at that card, I was like, Sham might think this shit is funny. Like I'm gonna get this for him. <laughs> yeah. So so I had to ask because it, yeah, been, man, it's I, been something I've always thought about. I always took <laughs> it as a joke, you know. And and yeah. I actually like you know I have a lot of friends that joke that like that way too. But, you know, like I said, I understand where my dad's coming from, too, because, like, his, his upbringing was just completely, yeah. you know, different, different battlefield entirely. So, I, like, I, I understand where he's coming from in that, in that aspect. Um, but, yeah, I never, I never took offense to it. Uh, it was more of a, like, 
Yeah, I don't want my dad seeing this though. Because I knew I already knew how he was going to react. He's like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Cool. Yeah, I remember that. That was, uh, that was wild. Yeah. I was yeah, like, damn, but... I'm tripping. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. I was trying to be funny, you know? I'm yeah. Like, like you said, Jim, I understand, you know, being older now, I understand where he's coming from. Yeah, it's uh because it, it, it's tough because you know, um, even when it comes down to teaching our kids too, like I don't want them to be offended by stuff like that. But at the same time, you know, it is tough to kind of like teach them like, hey, some people may not be joking, you know, mm-hmm. and to be honest with you, I'd rather be on my dad's level where I'm overreacting then they underreact mm-hmm. and not realize oh wait no these kids are actually legitimately bullying my kids you know? right that's what sparks that's what sparks the interest right yeah like what why we're talking about it mm-hmm. because he overreacted is what made it a a mental thought yeah like Bro. it's stuck in our head because he overreacted so exactly. like, <laughs> i would rather i'd rather have that influence where it's like it sticks in their head and it's like oh man man your dad was tripping <laughs> but, point, you, but you can talk about it later on because it's like all right well i'd rather have that than he just not react at all and then if i were offended by that and he didn't react to it now not only am i looking at you a certain way i'm looking at my dad a certain way mm-hmm. you know and i'm looking so um that's where that's where like finding that middle ground is important because you know um like i said just that having that that reaction did put it in our heads like okay Maybe that's something that we need to talk about, mm-hmm. you know. And sometimes you need that, you need that, uh, you kind of need that overreaction, <laughs> you know. Especially as boys, especially as boys, because you know, like I said, it's, it's really, it's really tough to, to to decipher. Like, you know, is this person really just joking around with me, or are they serious? Like, do they really uh, think that way towards me? And in fact, I had a situation like that back in 2016. I think Marcus, you already know, like um, when I had. Um, uh, a couple of friends staying with me and they were the type of people that took advantage of things and they would uh they'd be tripping about stuff and you know so basically what happened was you know I went to this friend's birthday party and he took it a certain way that I didn't want to drink with him when I was just like I had a stomach issue and you know, I was already, you know, pretty buzzed. And I was like, no, nah, I don't want to, I don't drink it. But we took that a certain way. But he didn't, he didn't actually tell me that, you know, he internalized it and then took it out on me later. Mm. But I thought it was a situation with that, like, oh, I thought, okay, well, he mad about that. He'll get over that. Like, no, but the other guy was instigating it too, on top of that. So when he confronted me, you know, I froze because I didn't know how to handle that. I'm like, because, you know, when I'm like, when I'm friends with somebody, or I'm close with somebody, like it's different from when somebody like I don't even know come at me. When somebody I don't know come at me. Yeah, I'm ready to handle business. But when I'm like close with somebody and I'm sitting there thinking like, oh, OK, this is just a little spat, you know, and then it turns out the mm-hmm. direction. Yeah, it caused me to freeze because I'm like, I thought we were cool. Yeah, you know, I didn't think something like that would uh that would happen. And I learned that lesson on my own. Yeah. So, 
you know, being able to teach them like, hey, look, there's certain boundaries you just don't cross or, you know, at least, you know, at least be able to read the room where it's like, you know, when somebody's just joking with you and they're just making a joke and they're not doing it at your expense. Um, because the ones that are doing the expense is going to come out very quickly, you know, that they're not your friend when that situation is flipped on his head and it's something that you're doing or you don't even know what you're doing. And it's time for them to be that person to understand they won't understand, you know? So like I said, I, I, I understand him reacting in that way because I dealt with that situation uh, uh, personally where I had somebody that, you know, and that's when I realized, wow, these people were just, you know, saying these things to me and acting this way towards me at my expense. They weren't saying it because they were joking around and, and, you know, they didn't look at me as friends. They looked, actually looked at me like I was a punk. And that was like, that was an eye-opening situation. And I'm like, okay, I'll never let that happen again. You know, uh, but it's like, you can tell the difference. You can tell the difference. Like when you, when you've experienced that, you can tell like when somebody's just kind of joking around and, you know, that's that. Cause you know, even before that card, you know, we all joked around like that. Yeah, yeah. So, we were able to see that. Whereas like my dad was look on the outside looking in, he doesn't see that. He didn't see that, you know, we always joke around like that. And, and his upbringing as, as well as our, our parents, yeah. you know, like they had a harder time growing up, you know, they're growing up in the sixties and the seventies. And you think that we had to put over racism today. They had to do that shit all the time. Right. And just how you looked or how you addressed yourself as a person. Yeah. It was always fighting. So yeah. I understand why he overreacts. So yeah. Mark said a situation too, where it's like, uh, I don't know if you remember Mark, but I was at your house and um, uh, I think, uh, I think, I think, I think, I think you were there too. Like, I think somebody was saying uh, that I was getting taller, but Mark's made a joke. It's like, he's getting taller, but he can't whoop me. And oh, yeah, yeah, again, yeah, I didn't yeah. take offense to that. <laughs> my dad was like, man, if you were my cousin, I would have whooped your ass right then and there and made you prove that. I'm like, I mean, I wasn't looking at that serious. I was <laughs> talking <laughs> shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I we don't remember that. Fight each other. Like, yeah, don't like we don't we don't actually like fight each other like that. But yeah, like again, I, I go back and I like I look back at that. I'm like, yeah, I understand though. Especially having to deal with that situation because you know, whereas we're joking between each other, like a situation like that, yeah. I think if I had taken that to heart you know, the lessons that he was trying to instill there, I think, yeah. I don't think I would have froze up in that situation. Yeah. I would, I would have known ahead of time. Okay. Yeah. This dude, this dude ain't no friend of mine. Right. You know, I would have known, I would have known ahead of time and I would have had that, that naivete there. So and that, it's crazy how full circle that comes, you know, like mm -hmm. they get, you know, our parents were more offended off words. Yeah. But they taught us about action. Right. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that crazy? You see, you see it. You see it. Like our parents grew up like off word, like words meant a lot to them yeah. back in the day. Mm -hmm. But how they raised us were more off action. And that's where that affection comes in. Like when yeah. you talk about affection and how we're raised and why we're trying to change and let people know that we do love them, even though we don't say it, we just yeah. go off action full circle right there boys yeah even even a look like even for my dad just a look yeah, is look. enough 
Like <laughs> I've seen see like Tyler said he only got whooped once when he was younger. <laughs> Man, like I've seen his father speak through his teeth at him, and I was like, shit. Like, <laughs> 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 like you thought Tyler was not gonna you were gonna see Tyler for like three weeks. <laughs> Tyler, I was like, because you've never seen him get angry, you yeah. know. And Tyler always talked about getting whooped one time. That one time when I heard him say, Tyler, I was like, Let me tell you, man, there is nothing like a father's godlike voice coming down. Yep. (laughs) Like, it it, it is like, that's a, I think that's the kind of frustrating thing I I feel with this climate is that um, it's starting to get to a point where, and I, I understand it, I understand because of the toxic things that have been associated with us, uh, it's getting to a point where like men are being demeaned to a point where it's like, like our presence is just being like, and I don't want to sound like, oh, they're coming after me. Like, I don't want to sound like that. But at the same time, it's like, there is something of a like, man, like, are y'all trying to be racist or what? Like, <laughs> Because it's like, like we, you talk about anything masculine or you talk yeah. about anything like a, a, a male presence or male dominance in any kind of way. And people take offense to that. And I think there's a difference between being overbearing and just having your presence, you know, because and, and kids see that when my wife um, yells or, or tells them to sit down or something, that's different than when I yell and tell them to sit down. It's like, I don't even have to yell sometimes. It's just, I give them a look, sit down. And they sit down. <laughs> now, do you, I know this is your podcast, Marcus, but I have a question like. Uh, oh no, go ahead, man. Speak freely. Uh, do you, do you feel like, I mean, we eat and drink poison. You know, do you think that affects our mental? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think any everything that we put into our bodies, because you know our brain, our brain is our main organ. Without that, you got nothing. Yeah. So what any everything that you put into your body affects your mental health. And a lot of the times when you're having mental issues, you have to look at what you're feeding your brain. Right. And y'all know I talk about that a lot as far as like it just what we put in our bodies, you know, I think it's the same thing as far as like, uh, like pharmaceuticals and stuff too. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I kind of feel like that's being overlooked. And now it's, and especially now, man, it's getting to a point where it's like, if you even like talk about like the mental effects that even just like, like even something as small as a Tylenol, like you look at the side effects of that stuff, man. I'm like, man, how much of this is it's- like wearing down our brains? Isn't yeah, the pharma- so pharmaceutical like the number one leading grossing like don't they gross the most money? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's like it's being overlooked. But when it comes out of like the pharmaceutical company, like I said, it's a lot of money in that. How are we gonna know they're not really being corrupt? And then on top of that, like that's that's even worse than the food that we're putting in our bodies. Because mm-hmm. We see the side effects uh, that and how it can affect our bodies and our, our mental and stuff like that. And we kind of ignore it because we know it's something that's going to take care of whatever ailment that we're dealing with at the time. Whereas yeah. like, you know, food, like on the other hand, you know, some of that stuff 
we process it and it's gone, you know, depending on what it is. Uh, so I, I think this culture like that we've kind of built out here has become really destructive. Whereas like we're, we don't even want to look at like mental health or physical health in a positive light. Because uh, even some of the people that I've talked to, you know, if I say anything that like health related, they're like, I don't want to hear that. But they don't want to think like, hey, you realize that's affecting your mental health, though. Like, you know, it's affecting you in a lot of ways, you know, and they're, they're not understanding that it's affecting them in, in certain ways. And but it's like it's mumble jumble to them. And I'm like, man, how do we get to a point where like we flip this? Whereas like we're encouraging people to be more healthier and, and you know, take a look at and monitor the health rather than, you know, drugging them up or tossing every bit of fast food at them as we can. And I still eat fast food. You know, I just know that like at some point it has to be in moderation. Right. You know, like it's, it's going to start affecting me a lot more, especially with my condition. I think to, to piggyback off, off what you said, Sham, it starts with, sorry, how to change that. It starts with people being able to be vulnerable because a lot of times when, when you're telling someone about a, a healthier alternative, if they're telling you, you know, I don't want to hear that, it's them basically saying, you know, they don't want to look within themselves. They don't want to feel bad about themselves. They don't want to think badly about themselves. They don't want to be vulnerable in that space. You know, so it starts with people being able to be vulnerable with each other. And that's that's when acceptance happens, you know? I totally agree with that. I feel like uh, that's actually where my mental changed as far as like my anger issues was being vulnerable with people, sharing, you know, how I felt and have all that pent up aggression or um, violence in me. You know, I, I actually shared mm-hmm. and became vulnerable and letting people know how I felt. So. Absolutely. Yo, real quick, Tyler. Yo. Every time you stroke your beard, I get fucking jealous, man. <laughs> <laughs> you just over here. Now you gotta be stroking my little itty bitty beard that I have over here. I've been watching them. <laughs> <laughs> I had like a couple more inches down to about here. But... Yeah, when you came over, it was kind of long too, huh? Mm-hmm. My beard doesn't grow like that anymore. Like it grows, but it doesn't grow that long anymore. It used to be down in my 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 chest. It doesn't grow like that now. Oh shit! It's getting all patchy. <laughs> yeah. Like man. So, we talk about being vulnerable with each other, uh, and how it affects our mental health, and we've talked about the negatives of it. But I want to switch and talk about the positive. Basic, more specifically, being able to celebrate each other. And I know a lot of men have a hard time accepting that from other men. Because um, we, we all have things going on in our lives. And we should be able to be happy and tell our, our friends, our family, what's going on. And they should be receptive of that, right? So I want to take a moment, you know, brag about something in your life right now. What, what you got good going on? 
I'll let y'all go first. <laughs> uh, I guess I'll start. Uh, so Sam and I've been together fourteen years now, and uh, I mean, since high school, one of our biggest things that we always talked about was getting a house together, getting. A house. You know, now that we have kids, it's all oh, we need a house, we need a house. And it always seemed like this like far off dream that was never gonna happen. Because when you're in school and growing up, like no one tells you how to buy a house or what you need or what a credit score is. That's all stuff you learn after high school, after you've already fucked up your credit. Right. Oh crap, I need that. And yeah. it's gonna take me five years to fix it. So it always seemed like this like thing that was never gonna happen. But uh we're actually gonna be closing on a house in three weeks. So, be you know moving up and and getting moving on up. Congrats, man! I I feel that, man. I can't wait to get to that point. And I I when you said that credit thing, man, I felt it. My wallet felt it. Oh man, I was, <laughs> I think I was down. I was like the, the low fives, like five oh four, five ten, like some low five. And it's just been a a ordeal and a fight. I I mean I'm up at like a six sixty now. And, like, that's not great or perfect or, you know, if you look at the scale, whatever. But for me, like, you got credit. and I'm like, getting me a house, that's all I care about. Man, I spent so much money paying off stuff, and I got to a 600 and something, mm-hmm. a 620. And then, like, I missed one pavement on the car, and it drops mm-hmm. all the way down back to 500. Now I'm, like, barely getting to 580 right now. Oh, man. After, like, almost a year and a half later, I'm like, I, pay, I paid off an account recently, and my score went down. <laughs> Got a little credit, man. Oh, all right. So that <laughs> happens. And so this is why you always want to talk to somebody before you pay stuff off. Because it's it's about, like, recent activity from what I mm-hmm. – and if you had that account that's been sitting there for, like, five years, right, and you hadn't paid it, and you're like, oh, I'm going to pay this $300 thing off, and it's going to help my credit go up. It's not because it's going to make that five-year-old account like a one-day-old account. Like it's going to be active, like a new account. And so instead of it being old and as it ages, it loses power on your score. Now it's a brand new account. And that's why I brought it down. Yeah. Don't, don't ever close any accounts because that's still, that's, if you close it, then you can't do anything. Like the credit won't go towards your shit. Well, I mean, it was my, it was my furniture. Like, I, I mean, I, I had to, like, I can't just keep it open. But, I, you know, I took the hit. It yeah. wasn't much, but still, it was like, man, I'm getting punished for <laughs> right. being good, right? So, but yeah, congrats, Tyler, on that. I'm very happy for you. For sure. Um, Thank you. Rally yeah, Rail. Man. What you got going on, man? I don't know. Yo, y'all grown as hell talking about credit. Credit. <laughs> <laughs> Not by no. choice, man. Not uh, by no, choice. Honestly, like, uh, <laughs> funny, though, like, we've grown as fuck now. That's what we're talking about. Um, no, I actually just opened my first credit card uh, about two weeks ago. Um, I was my first credit card since I was 18. Wow. So, yeah. So, I mean, I've been working on my credit. I just paid off my car, but I mean, I never had a credit card since I was 18. I closed that when I was young because I messed up and I, you know, I didn't know how to yeah. use it. Um, but I finally opened another one. Um, and then uh, I haven't had insurance since I was like 21. So <laughs> I, I <just> insurance. <laughs> doing all this wild shit, ain't got no insurance. So I guess that's kind of cool. 
But other than that, like I, I'm just progressing in, in, in my work business, you know, like I wasn't ever into school. I did, I did school for one, I did college for one year and I didn't like it. I hated it. I hated it just like I hated school, period. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I'm actually just working on my, my resume, just trying to grow in the passion that I have in being an industry, you know, and that's working as a bartender and learning ins and out of that. So, so that's what's been going on. That's what's up, man. I'm, I'm I know happy. To, yeah, I know how to work the bar and now I know how to do the back of the house and all the management stuff. So that's something that I've been working on towards for years now. So that's what's up, man. Hey, man. I'm, I'm happy for you. <laughs> Sam, what, you, what you got going on, man? When we get in Harrell's Tavern, though, when, we, <laughs> yeah. when you open up that bar, man, I'm be over there every every night, I'm closing out. I'm working, man. I'm working on it, man. I'm working on it. <laughs> hey, man, congrats oh, man. on that, though. Uh, we, me, me and Mark Sag were making a joke last time he was out because um, I didn't get to see you when you're out there. But I'm like, man, he must be bartending and being Batman at the same time. I know it. I know it, man. You got, you got, you got, you got a Batcave, man. We have, we, haven't met, hey, we have not met his roommate. I'm telling you, right. it's Robin. It's Robin. I'm telling you, man. They, 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 identity, man. That's funny. I do be high. I do be high now, huh? I'm doing something else. But yeah, man, congrats on that. Um, as far as me, man, um, outside of the stuff that I was talking about earlier, you know, I, I opened up my business um towards the end of last year i just figured out uh, since i'm not making any money off of it i don't really have to make any claims on taxes or anything yet uh but i have hired some people um we, of course we're working on a video game uh and eventually pretty soon uh we're going to be starting on like comic books and stuff uh doing a uh like i said i want to partner with you as far as getting this podcast and another podcast up on it mm-hmm. uh, but now now talking about that now uh, it got me thinking maybe I need to get a physical studio too, you know, so yeah. that I can branch out more. And, you know, um, honestly, like if you do move back out here, I'd love to just kind of have like uh, actual physical meetups um, with all of us and, you know, see if we can do these podcasts more often. And, you know, that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> Absolutely, man. That, that would be lovely. Uh Congrats on everything you got going on, man. You keep you keep sending me these photos of my character, and like I go wild every time. <laughs> yeah, man. I got I got. Hey, I'm working on a lot of stuff today. It's gonna surprise all you guys, man. You guys, don't you send, gonna don't love it. send me. Don't send me nothing. You have anything <laughs> on me? Don't send nothing on me. I do not need my ego stroke right now. <laughs> I've been doing good, man. Like I appreciate that, but I don't need to be wilding out like Kanye. Like. <laughs> Uh, well, I just want to say, but before I go ahead and brag a bit, but I want to say that I am proud of each and every one of you guys uh, for the men that you have become and that you are becoming. Thank you. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Likewise. Likewise, man. Well, yeah. You've been doing it. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so I started a new job recently. Uh, I am shuttling at the airport, which I enjoy a lot more than I thought I would. Uh, just the, the casual conversations that I get to have with people. It's insane. And I love it. But more uh, with this podcast, you know, Sham and I have been talking about me uh, putting this under his own, his company's umbrella and then us starting our own 
podcast together. You know, I don't want to say too much about that, but it's in the works. But with this podcast specifically, I did secure my first sponsor. Hey, oh, yes. yes. And it is Keelan. Okay. Hey. <laughs> yes, hey, man. Them connections. Got <laughs> connections, man. Yeah, man. He hit me up. And he was like, "Do you need a sponsor? What is he doing, bro? You know, he started his uh his uh vitamin company back up, Hawk okay, Supplements. Cool. Dude, yeah, he was man. killing it for a second. Yeah, man. He's 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 doing well again. Like he closed it, opened it back up, and now he's doing even better. That's awesome, man. So yeah, man, he hit me up and he was like, he's like, my company can sponsor you if you need a sponsor. Yeah. Uh yeah. <laughs> I, Absolutely. Man, I, I, I haven't spoke to him since uh Dylan. The, yeah. the day he called he called me out. It's crazy that that brings people back together. So yeah, yeah man. Yeah, that's cool, man. That little shit. <laughs> I hope he's I hope he's listening. You took a lot of work, you asshole, but I love you, dude. <laughs> I still I still remember I still remember me and him got into it and I felt bad about that. Like I, I don't think I've actually gotten to talk to him like at all uh since then. And that kind of sucks. <laughs> so hopefully uh, in the future I can talk with him and uh touch base too. Yeah, man, he, yeah. he 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 definitely did a lot of growing. If you want to talk about mental health, he definitely he definitely did that one. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, man. Well, thank you all for for being a part of this, and I hope we can continue to to regularly check in with each other. Absolutely. That sounds like- Absolutely, man. Well, this is gonna be a bitch to edit. but yeah thank y'all i appreciate y'all we're gonna end it right here though Uh, love you guys man all right ladies and gentlemen that is going to do it for season two of third eye podcast special shout out and thank you to harrell sham and tyler for joining me on this episode um it was a wonderful conversation and I hope we can get together and do it more often. Um, stay tuned for season three. Uh, it should be dropping within the next two to three weeks. Um, and we'll be back with, with more fun. Uh, thank you once again to everyone who continues to listen and continues to support me in this endeavor. It means the world to me. If you want to go ahead and get merchandise, you can do so by going to uh www.thirdeyepodcast.net and clicking on the merchandise tab uh if you want to be a guest please reach out to me on social media um i'm always willing to have whoever on who wants to talk um if you want to be a financial supporter if you want to be a sponsor please hit me up at marcuscallahan.89 at gmail.com and we can have a conversation uh overall just Thank you. I am so happy with the way this podcast has turned out and is and is going. And I hope to continue to make more content for you guys. I want to close out this episode by showing you guys a song that I think really matches the tone of this episode. It's called Boys Do Cry by Piff Marty. You know the drill, guys. 
I love you all. And there's nothing you can do about it. So please remember to be kind to one another and love each other. Take care. Stop. Fucking intro, citizens rise, this ain't for the ignorant mind Look at his eyes, full of pain, a victim inside But shedding a tear, feeling your fears, isn't that vibe? Yet the suicide rate among men is still a surprise If you cry because you sad, you ain't no bitch You a bitch if you let it eat you up to the point they get lethal And cause you let it build up, you done took it out on your people Especially ones that treat you with love Look, it's okay to be vulnerable, cause you owe it to you I know you don't know what to do but you know that's the truth I know you can't focus And that you coping by smoking your blues I know you posting pics on your socials And hope they're a fool Trust me, them demons you fighting We know they hoping you lose You gotta open right through these things Called feelings And go through your moves To be a real man You don't need no one to prove Fuck who told it to you Cause boys do cry Boys do cry Yeah.